Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. Rate, review on your podcast platforms on YouTube. Like, subscribe there. Do it twice, three times, four times. It'd be muchly appreciated. Today, Asad and I are going to be talking, well, latest rumors with the Toronto Raptors, Yaka Perto, Gary Trent Jr., all kinds of fun things. Rumors are so fun, aren't they? Right? Yeah, this is the type, uh, type of time where, you know, you can get something at 2 a.m. and it completely blows up your entire night. So it's good to know. Speaking of which, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, is no longer with the parlay that was his agency so he's switching things up going into a very critical season or off season for his uh, next contract um bold move wise move whatever clutch sports we'll see <laughs> maybe that's going to be the case um then after that we'll get into the raptors road trip obviously pivotal it's going to be uh season defining to some degree and then after that there's going to be the trade deadline um a lot of things happening in the Raptor land and spirits are low, but from what I understood today at Raptors practice, Nick Nurse, Gary Trent, oh, sorry, uh, Thad Young, Pascal Siakam, they're all excited about this road trip because they think it's like a time that they can really mesh together and get some W's because Lord knows they need them. But Gary Trent Jr., let's start with him because there have been rumors around him. Obviously, he's one of the two players along with Fred Van Vliet that has a player option. He's going to opt out because he wants more money and he's deserves it. Um but does he return? Do the Raptors want to keep him around? That is the biggest question that remains. And there have been numerous reports. You know, Gary's on the market. Michael Grange is suggesting that, you know, how he's handled himself this season professionally, um, coming off the bench, not coming off the bench, just being a very good player overall. It's making an impact on the Raptors uh, front office. So Asad, your thoughts on Gary Trent Jr. and his fit with whatever this team's going to be going forward. Yeah, Gary, Gary's an awesome player. I think yeah. we all know that when he's hot, he's amazing. When he's hitting catch and shoot threes, it's like an instant fit on the team. Uh, the question really comes down to is, hey, who are the main guys on this Raptors roster moving forward? And yeah. what level of usage players do you want beside him? So we all know Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua. Those are probably the three locks, true locks that are going to be on this team next year and the year after. So Sadly, around yes. those guys, you <laughs> want to have shooting. Yes. But at the same time, you know, Pascal Siakam, high usage player, Scotty Barnes, high usage player. Uh, and then if you have one of OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet beside them, you know, that OG Ananobi is looking for a new deal coming up in 18 months. He yeah. wants a little bit more usage. And those are players that have higher ceilings in terms of their skill sets and their growth. And it's like around them, would you want more role player level shooting or a Gary Trent, which is superstar, you know, not superstar, yeah. sorry, but like more um, elite level shot making, but, you know, needs to have the ball in his hand a little bit more. And I think the one of the big keys is in the NBA, the shooting guard position and the center position are two. They're similar positions in the sense that to demand like big money, you have to be like elite level to demand really big usage and big money at those positions. Otherwise, their roles on team builds across the league are very much just high efficiency role players. Uh Gary Trent Jr., one of the biggest kind of push and pulls this season has been like, hey, he can go off for 30, but is that 
do you want to be have it run an offense where that much usage is going to Gary Trent Jr., who's very mm-hmm. good at jump shooting at the top of the key, um, can create a jump shot for himself and hit some hard shots, but not really playmaking for anybody else, isn't really creating a lot of rim pressure. So that's where I think the question comes to the Raptors is how much money do you really want to put towards the shooting guard position, which may around Pascal Siakam, around Scotty Barnes, maybe more of a high efficiency role player position rather than one that requires more touches. Yeah, it's a tricky one because you're also trying to project what Gary's going to be in a couple of years, only 24 years old. And for him, I would think that his next contract will probably be something of a three-year contract because when he gets to 27, 28, now he's going to be, hopefully, at least he's hoping that he's going to be ready for another big contract. And so if you think about, you know, this next little runway for the Raptors, how does Gary Trent Jr. fit? I mean, past 15 games, it's been much better. Like he was a little bit uh, injured for a little while, but 22 points, 45% from the field, 40% from three. Uh, almost five free throws. Not bad. He's also at two steals. So there's an instant fit there just from being able to provide some consistency. Yes, there's ups and downs. We saw the layup that he missed last game that I still keep on thinking about that. But I mean, at the same time, when it comes to rim pressure, like he is 10 to 12% better on uh, in the non-restricted area and also restricted area attempts this season. So he is trying to evolve in that area because he knows he needs to. I like that he looks a little bit more athletic when he's in the paint now. Like he's got this like running back pedal step that he's doing that he wasn't really having last season. And um, effectively that is helping him be a better finisher around the rim, but there's still room for growth in terms of playmaking. I mean, I don't, it's it's a tricky one. The Raptors are finally running some more pick and roll. Um, That's great. That's great for everyone. And so with his shooting gravity, with his ability to at least put some pressure on the rim, there are some natural ways you can just like find a roller. And that happened a couple of times last game with precious, which is good, but maybe you don't need him to be like that, kind of playmaker when you have Scotty Barnes who wants to play point guard and you have Pascal Siakam who's the do-it-all kind of person like do you need him or do you just need him to be a play finisher because lord knows they need that and also tough shot making ability is a skill as well yeah and I think again that's the question Gary Trent Jr. as a play finisher on this team great fit but yeah. the fact of the matter is as a player he's probably a little bit more than that uh but how much more of that can he be and is that what the Raptors need Again, moving forward, Scotty Barnes is going to become a better player. Precious mm. Achua is going to become a better player. OG Ananobi, if he's part of the future, which it seems very much is. The Raptors mm. have a lot invested in OG Ananobi mm, hopefully, hopefully, in the yes. last five years. <laughs> so these are all guys that you know are getting better, are going to take yeah. more usage. So around that, is there a spot for Gary? Uh, that's really effectively the question. And when we talk about the skills that he's improved on, yes, he's improved on all these things. And yeah. I'll say we've also seen the things that he hasn't improved on, right? Where it's like, you missed that layup. I'm not saying that that's just the whole thing, but again, he was set up easily for wide open layup with the left hand and he contorted his body to get to the right hand, which is again, like that's something that Gary's talked about himself is something to work on. Yeah. And that's why he's probably going to be on another short contract to work on that because if he gets to 27 and he has a left hand, suddenly he can make plays yeah. out of the pick and roll. Um, that makes him a completely different level player. So I think those are questions the Raptors will kind of have to balance. Uh, and then you have to wonder, there are other teams that need a Gary Trent Jr. to, you know, average 20 points mm-hmm. a game for them and you be the second option on offense, right? Yeah. So those teams might be willing to actually give something up for Gary at this deadline, which is, I think, what the Raptors brass is going to manage to see, hey, if we can turn Gary into a player and some picks um, yeah. that effectively fills the same role but at a lower usage, maybe that's better for the team moving forward. 
It's crazy. He missed that layup, but then a few plays prior, he shot, he got the ball from like the ground almost <laughs> and vaulted up and hit a three. I'm just like, man, that was an impressive, like fluid motion. And then he missed that layup. And basketball's a fickle, fickle thing. Um, okay. Another person who's coming up in Raptors rumors, Raptors talks, and his name has been coming up for a, a lot with the Toronto Raptors. Josh Lewenberg reportedly said that the Raptors have inquired about Yaka Pertle, former Raptor Yaka Pertle, many times. And his name come up, came up again a few days ago uh, with a rumored deal. And we don't know if this is true or not because these aren't credible sources. But SpursTalk.com said there was something of a trade on Jakob, Gary Trent Jr., and maybe a few picks and stuff like that. But anyways, Jakob Pertle fitting with the players that you just mentioned. So it's Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, potentially OG Ananobi, but really that's not a certainty yet, but either. But in the end, like... How does Jakob Pertl fit with that? Because I, I, the reason why I'm just like, I'm not sure if how well, like there's things that he does very, very well. We'll get into it. But how does he fit with those two guys when they're not terrific three-point shooters and Jakob Pertl shoots 50 to 6% on so, free throws? So here's my, here's my, okay, here's, yeah, my here's my question on this. Yep, how yep. old is Scotty Barnes? I understand that. Yeah, I know, 21. No, no, no right? how old is Scotty Barnes? How old is Precious Achua, right? Yeah. And, like, we've seen, you know, flashes of them. Scotty Barnes shooting 35% on catch to shoot threes. That's clearly something that's being added to his game and is going to be uh-huh. expected to, for him to add to his game. Precious Achua, we've seen stretches of him being a plus 35% three-point shooter. And, like, we are seeing improvement. His free throw shooting has been really good over this last stretch, which is a good sign of his shot, like, your shot quality. So, I think people, like, like again, it's not just looking at this year. It's not just looking at, oh, what these players are right now that you're fitting around. But over the next two, three-year span, because, again, you're going to come up with a Pascal Siakam Supermax discussion in 18 months. It's right oh, around yeah. the corner. So oh, it's coming. what does oh, the yeah. team look like then? What is Scotty Barnes at that point? What is Precious Achua at that point? What is Pascal Siakam at that point? And does Jakob Pertl best fit around those guys at that point? And I think that you should be expecting Scotty Barnes to be a better three-point shooter by then. You should be expecting Precious Achua to be more consistent. What Jakob Pertl brings... And it's something that we see. The Raptors' best defensive lineups this season have been with Coloco yes. in the middle, <laughs> yes. right? And what does Coloco bring? He and soon to be pressure the Chua too, by the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Rim defense. The ra- and yeah. Blake, if Blake Murphy from Sportsnet had a great piece that came out today, breaking down all the areas of the Raptors' defense and how it struggled this season. And the big one has been they have been really bad at rim deterrence and yeah. guarding at the rim. They give up a ton of paint points. They're one of the worst teams guarding the paint and at the rim but you can put him out there to secure your defense in between your vision six, nine lineups. So that way you're not tiring out your vision six lineups. You're getting someone who finishes at the rim at above 60%. He might not be a good free throw shooter, but he does get fouled a lot. And what do the Raptors have in Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes, especially Scotty Barnes over this past month, been getting the free throw line a ton are guys who get into the bonus and Raptors getting the bonus. You can now suddenly take a half court office that might be a little mediocre and if you're getting into the bonus a lot quicker, suddenly that offense becomes a lot more efficient, right? Hmm. And that's what we're seeing with Precious Achua. You improve this free throw shooting. He's drawing a ton more fouls. And now not only is he getting 1.5 points per possession uh, out of his free throw shooting when he gets fouled at going for a bucket, but now the Raptors are in the bonus. Pascal Siakam, four minutes left in the quarter, he can just draw a foul late in the yeah. clock and get to the free throw line rather than draw a foul. Then they have to inbound again, right? So these are these are things where... I think Jakob Pertl positionally really fits. He's a lower usage. He will give you someone who can solidify your defense and make you play in a little bit more traditional mm-hmm. roles and also allows for your 
players on the perimeter, your perimeter defenders, and OG Ananobi, if he's out on the wing, uh, Fred VanVleet is out there, to be a little bit more aggressive. So yeah. then that way, if they get blown by, they know they have a big back there. Uh, so that's why I think Jakob Pertl is a good fit. Again, the question is, how much are you kind of paying for that? What's the deal end up looking like? But Looks I can like see how might that might be fits. $20 million is what he's potentially looking at. He wants $20 million a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And <laughs> a, a thing to remember, the Raptors made a trade. Uh, they traded Terrence Ross, who was a shooting guard that, you know, had mm-hmm. a lot of potential, could get really hot. And they traded him for an older center uh, in Serge Ibaka, who was 27 at the time. And he was an expiring at the time, and they ended up signing yeah. him. And again, if you go to that championship team, Marcus was being paid 30 million. Serge Ibaka was getting paid, I think, 25, 20 to 25 million. And that was under the older salary cap. So, mm. again, getting good starter level and like elite level finishers in these role player molds are not necessarily cheap, especially big men. And that's why, again, Jakob Pertl yeah. isn't only just wanted by the Raptors. The Boston Celtics are a common name, the Warriors mm. have been a common name. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good teams need that type of uh, because again, if you don't have like the elite elite center in a Jokic or a Embiid, you need to have just a solid level role player. Mm-hmm. And that's a tricky one. Like, there's so many things that depend on other things, you know. Because um, you could say, like, in, in, like you mentioned Scotty Barnes. Like, is he going to be playing point guard like next season? Is that what's going to be happening, or is he going to be still playing, you know, the four or the five or whatever? Is Fred Van Vliet still here? Because then that makes a lot more sense now to have Jakob Pertl because you have that shooting gravity with him. But I mean, like, look, he's an extremely talented player. He's only going to get better. Um, he finishes well around the rim. I mean, rebounding, like just being a good, like rolling big and you can pass out of it. Like, I love all these things about him. I'm just thinking, like, you mentioned Preston Chua, like in this like future lineup, is Precious playing the the four and then Scotty's at the one and Pascal's at the two and then you want need someone at the at the two spot like is that what we're looking at because we could be and that could be really fun too and it's a fair point like Scotty Barnes should get better and could get better and Pascal I mean I'm hoping that he finds himself as a catch and shoot player it's been a little bit up and down and also there's still pressure to Chua like I like the idea of him playing five right? He's done a great job there. And I, I think he's going to keep on continuing to get better. Um, we saw what he did with Joel Embiid last year, as good as anyone can do in terms of at his size, his ability to just be athletic and be strong and his balance is is terrific. And I like the idea of him playing, but then there's also Christian Coloco, right? Like what's he going to be, you know, if he has a great off season, if he adds you know a couple more pounds and he really gets himself up to speed with the NBA game stuff. Like these are so many things that are depending on other things. And I'm just like, my ah. only, my only thing on the Christian Coloco thing is like, we should yeah. probably look at a longer lens for him than next season. Because again, yeah. like as good as he can be in short bursts, like Christian Coloco playing in low leverage, regular season minutes uh, mm. and being able to show short bursts is different than a Yaka who can give you, you know, play high leverage minutes who could play yes. in a first round, second round playoff series yeah. and give you good minutes. Right. And I think the big thing with precious and Pirtle is Pirtle is unlike a miles Turner or a Deandre Ayton, who are two players that are going to command 30, 35 minutes, a fair number of touches. Uh, Pirtle's a guy who you can drop him down to 20 minutes in a specific game. He can mm-hmm. be a 20 to 25 minute guy. And then you are getting 48 minutes of consistent rim protection between yeah. him and precious, right. In, different capacities where precious is a smaller ball type look you portal gives you a more conservative look also portal gives you an actual big at the back line which lets you play more smaller guards one Mm -hmm. of the biggest issues for the raptors is even with precious out there is that they struggle playing any type of smaller guard because they just don't have the back line big rim defender even as good as precious is at contesting yeah uh it's not a shot blocking threat 
in the same way that like a purple mm. would be. So I think that those are those are a couple of considerations where it opens up your lineup possibilities a little bit more. It gives you a little bit more uh, diversity in the type of lineups you can play. And it's like that's the type of piece that, you know, good teams have that on their roster. So I, I think it's definitely a. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Fit. Uh, and it, it might seem like, oh, you're trading Gary Trent to get this, but... I think you have to look at them as separate deals entirely mm. uh, and more be like, okay, what are they trying to build this team to, to be in 12 to 18 months? Yeah. Cause that's effectively your window for Pascal Siakam. And then if by next trade deadline, you feel like the retooling isn't worked, that's where I would then think that the Raptors would go into a more of a wholesale mm. uh, type of rebuild where they can, because they have all their picks. They have yeah. a young stud and Scotty Barnes who gives you a longer leash to then develop into, but you don't need to give up on your current build just because you're, you're still sure. going to have that Scotty Barnes build in the future mm-hmm. available to you, even a year from now. So, man, we talk about this off season. How about the next one? You got Scotty, <laughs> you got OG, you got Pascal. Man, it's a tricky time. That's why I was saying they should have like gone all in last season just to make maximize the window because this one, I mean, the season's gone the way it's gone and hopefully this road trip changes things, but um, critical decisions you know, like franchise defining decisions are coming up here for the Toronto Raptors. Let's see how it all unfolds. I don't anticipate that we're going to see too much during this uh, road trip. Um, The Raptors are going to be on the road. We just said goodbye to them a few hours ago, and they're not going to be back until February 6th. And the trade deadline is on February 9th. Um, So obviously, as I said earlier, these next few games, these seven games, a very, very, very tough road trip. It was earmarked right at the beginning of the season. This was going to be a crucial part of what their season is going to, how it's going to unfold for them. And um, we're going to go through some things that we're intrigued by slash we're curious about um, heading into this road trip. First game is tomorrow against the Sacramento Kings. So Asad, um, why don't you start us off? What are your, what are your thoughts? What are things that you're just itching at the bit to find out if the Raptors do this? I think the the real goal is can they commit on the defensive end? Like they've shown yeah. last two games, they've shown the ability to really lock in defensively against the Knicks. They were able to play a really good uh, defensive first quarter and then, you know, mm. hold on defensively. Uh, they've had stretches of really good defense in the last couple of games. And it's just, it's slowly coming together and you can see it and you can feel it. And as Precious Achua is playing more minutes, you're starting to get a little bit more consistency there. Yeah, And that's really, like, the thing is, like, the Raptors season, like, it's been marred as where, you know, Pascal Siakam injury. Suddenly, your shooters are all in a slump. Then uh, they're playing good defense. They're not playing good enough offense. They're playing good offense. Now, suddenly, they're not playing good enough defense, right? And it's like, can they coalesce? 
And again, there have been many Raptor seasons in the past where, hey, that long West Coast road trip has both saved the Raptor season and ended the Raptor season in the past. Uh, Notably, the Rudy Gay trade back in 2012 kicked off this whole series, and that was on (laughs) the Western Conference road trip. So I'm looking looking forward to it. Again, they're playing some really good teams up front. The Kings are, you know, the crowning jewel of the NBA right now. They're just at every night like the beam, right? So that's a good team. They're a really good offensive team. They struggle defensively, though. So let's see what the Raptors can do against a team that is going to you know, do a lot of, have a lot of actions and they have one of the best clutch players in the NBA in De'Aaron Fox. So as we know, the last matchup mm. came down to the last possession. Yeah. What can the Raptors do in Sacramento? Uh, the next game they play, I think Golden State, which is another yes. tight one. So it's yes. like two games in a row where you play teams that execute offense at a high level. So that'll really yeah. be the test of how serious can this team take it? You're at full health. OG Ananobi's back. At 94%. Uh, so so hmm. here's your chance. You have your core six healthy. You're going into this. Lock in and see what you can put together. Do they save their season? Do they not? Well, we'll know by the end of the month anyways. Yeah. So it's kind of fine. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see. We've seen a lot of Precious rolling. That's unlocked mm. a lot of things. I, I've got to be honest. Precious getting 10 free throws on just like four field goal attempts the other day. That's just beautiful stuff to see. He's done a really good job being patient and yeah. drawing the contact, still getting a shot up and using his speed to get the advantage and then get the foul instead of eating the contact and not getting the call by yeah. using his speed correctly and making contact early. He's able to get those calls, get to the free throw line. And he's been hitting them. So it'll be good to see what Precious can give you over this trip. Scotty Barnes continuing this tear of late where he's been just way more locked in mm. uh, and playing way more aggressively he should be able to eat the Kings in the paint. It'll be fun to see him versus DeMontis Sabonis. Sure. So uh, yeah. let's, let's see what we get out of Scotty Barnes and that. Thing. So I'm excited for this road trip. It should yep. be, uh, if anything, it should be a, an enjoyable time to look at this Raptor team one more time. This uh, whirling dervish of a team that's <laughs> kind of been up and down the last year. No doubt about it. Uh, you touched on a few interesting things there. Precious Achua, I tweeted this a few days ago. He's uh, His net rating over the past six games is the best on the Raptors among players who are averaging at least 27 minutes per game at 2.2. So that's not even actually that good. But at the same time, like this shows the impact of Precious Achua. Um, I just love the physicality he's bringing constantly. Like I, I love that how when a cutter goes through the goes through the lane, he just like pushes them. He just keeps on doing that, and that, I think that's the his influence. He wants to be that rim protector. He wants to provide toughness, and the Raptors just need that. They need his spirit and his just willingness to get to to get dirty and muck it up. And then offensively, um, the three point shot is has been good, and he's not even taking that many. I just really like his decision making. I think he's being a lot more uh, well aware of how to play winning basketball. I'll put it that way. When it comes to, hey, okay, so I could take this three-point shot. Maybe I could just take a few dribbles in and just bump this small guy in front of me and get a layup out of it. Or you know what? Maybe I'll just like find Wancho or Gary Trent Jr. out by above the break for an open three. It's like little things like that that he wasn't doing last season. And it's not even like... I don't think that's him being selfish. I think that's him that's just like taking what's in front of him. But now it's like another level up where he's seeing what's in front of him and he's seeing the better play available. And that's really impressive that uh, thing to see from him. Um, I'm sure, you know, watching basketball over the past little while has certainly helped him uh, see some of these things. And uh, I'm excited to see just the impact he can make. Cause obviously we thing, saw last. Yeah, go ahead. The one thing that's amazing about Precious Achua is that he is so athletic 
that he's the one player in the NBA where it feels like the court is too small for him. A lot of times when you watch college basketball, those NBA prospects are like, oh, the college court is just too small for him. No, especially yeah. the NBA court is too <laughs> small for him. He, like, I still always say that he would be an Olympian. Uh, like, he would be an Olympian in gymnastics, like gold medal. The no, no. guy has incredible body control. He's an unreal athlete. And I think one of the things, even comparing not even the last season, but at the beginning of this season was he started off almost feeling like, it, I don't want to say effort, but just like not like he was, you didn't see many full sprints from Precious up and down the court. Since he's it. come back, it is, yep. everything has a purpose. He's going full speed and it's more just like, hey, I'm going to go as hard as I can at this offensive rebound, at this cut, this seam that opened up, I'm going to hit it as hard as mm -hmm. I can. And then good things end up happening. Uh, you know, we get crazy plays here and there, but that's the magic of Precious Achoo, and that's what makes him so enjoyable yeah. to watch. And as he slowly starts to mix that together, again, one of the things that makes Pascal Siakam so elite isn't just that he has so many moves, so many skills, all the footwork. It's the speed at which he executes those things, yeah. right? So as Precious combines both the speed that he plays at with a little bit more skill, a little bit more seasoning, that mm -hmm. makes him just a much more interesting player. And that's why he can go from looking like, uh, does he know how to play basketball to the greatest player in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like from possession to possession. Uh, it should be fun to see him on this road trip kind of unlock that. I mean this nicely. He's got twitchy explosion. Like it, the way he gets from one step to the next one, to being at the rim, to like even his second jump, third jump, how quickly he does all these things. Like you said, gymnastics, wide receiver, whatever. Like the talent is there. He could be a, in a lot of different sports professionally. Um, Scotty Barnes, let's go to him for a second here. And uh he played more point guard. Um, we saw what happened in that last game. He was uh, with that uh, other lineup. It was Christian, oh, not Christian Coloc. It was Chris Boucher, Gary Trent Jr., Precious Achua, and Wancho, right? And they almost went the full fourth quarter. Uh, and he was playing poor card. He was running the offense. And let's see if this is a way in which the Raptors can, like, finally get reliable rest for some of their starters um i'm gonna get to this in a second but obviously in crunch time they have not been good they've been one of the worst teams in the nba and i mean i don't want to simplify too much but sometimes it could just be because guys are tired right and that affects your you physically uh mentally and if this is something that can work if he's the one you know checking out first you know five minutes left in the first quarter he comes out and then he comes back in early second quarter and he's running the table with a few other guys that are as athletic as he is. Um, they're running more pick and roll, which I think has really helped him just like make offense happen. Nick Nurse has talked about, you know, he was making complicated plays, but now they're easier. I'm like, well, yes, it's probably easier because you're running pick and roll. And we wanted that to happen for a long time. Not saying I know more than Nick Nurse, never saying that, but that is helping him at least have like a, a method to create offense. Yeah. And then he can pass out of it, attack mismatches, um, pull up jumpers. He's hitting those pull up twos, which is really nice. So I want to see what he does there. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's just about playing pick and roll. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that Scotty's done is he's been more aggressive with his dribble. He's been more willing to actually attack off the dribble. Mm -hmm. um, before earlier in the season, he's, he was playing a lot more tentatively and he was like standing with the ball and thinking of where to attack. And he was doing a yeah. lot of side to side dribbling instead of, you know, North South, yeah. North South, and he's yeah. changed that specifically. He gets the ball. He's either going to the next action quickly, getting something set up, or he's getting finding a way to hit the paint. And the more consistently he can hit the paint, that unlocks mm. all the playmaking opportunities for him. So that's I think one of the biggest uh, mentality changes that's happened for him. Also playing with Precious Achua, Chris Boucher uh, unlocks the other thing for Scotty, which is just being able to play in the open floor more. Now he's mm. playing with a lot more energetic players. They're running up and down, and it just gives him 
more room to kind of take the ball, rip and go. They're playing a lot yeah. faster in the open court, uh, which is where most of his uh, playmaking skills are in the half yeah. court. Still, you know, it takes him a bit to get stuff initiated because he's mm-hmm. has trouble creating advantages on his main defender. But in the open court, he's amazing. So yeah. getting to see him in the open court a little bit more in those bench units has been uh, very intriguing to watch. Uh-huh. I did a video last week on the ph- philosophy change the Raptors have introduced over the past like 10 games or so and how it, it's helped Scotty Barnes unlock his ability to just be more of a on-ball playmaker. And whether it is through the role, whether it is just like being at the top of the key and just making things happen, I think this is just you're getting a better version of Scotty Barnes. Um, obviously, ball distribution usage has been a topic for the Raptors for a long time now. Um, and I think that's going to keep on keep on happening we'll see how the trade deadline goes but that's going to continue to be a topic but him being able to know that he is a playmaker at any given point whether it's like 10 seconds left 15 like 15 seconds left on the shot clock i think that helps him just understand his role and what he uh what he's being asked to do finally on the raptors this road trip i want to see them be better in crunch time um this season they're 12 and 16 in, in crunch time that's 19th obviously for any good team you need to be better in that area. And we've seen them lose games in a variety of ways in crunch time. And it's not just one thing, it's everything. And there are just some things that are non-negotiable when it comes to your crunch time execution. And they're just making a lot of mistakes, whatever that, why that's happening. I mean, it's anyone's guess. It could just be um, a lack of court awareness. It could be a lack of, hey, what are we doing on on offense? What are we trying to do? Who is going to have the ball? Um, defensively, you mentioned it too, like they have not been great, but with Precious back, with them just knowing that this is like your last stand, this is it. <laughs> or otherwise, like things are going to go really bad for this team in terms of players saying sayonara. Um, or that could happen anyways, but maybe there more happens. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I want to see them be better and just get back to being uh, having better decisive decisions and doing the little things. And a lot of that is going to come down to, I think, defensive execution. We saw at the end of the sure. uh, Boston game, yeah, they had turnovers on the offensive end because they didn't have uh, somebody to calmly get them organized. Fred mm-hmm. Family would have really helped in that situation. He had very low turnover guard. Uh, but also, we saw Peyton Pritchard get two offensive rebounds in the final minute of the game. Yo, he was great and, in that fourth yeah. quarter. And the Celtics, so the Celtics get three – the Raptors get two stops and the Celtics <laughs> still end up scoring. Like, those are things yeah. in clutch time where it's like you're getting stops but you're not getting the board. Uh, yeah. again, those are, those are things where it's just like, sometimes you get bad bounces. It is what it is, but that's where like, again, the Raptors succeeded last season in their defensive execution and taking care of the ball on offense. Can they do that again on this road trip? They'll be successful. If they can't, then we'll probably be singing a different tune and we'll have a fun second half of the season, uh, <laughs> talking about the future. But for now, we still got the team that we got and there's still, there's still the slight hope that they have to save the season. So mm. I'm sure the players on the team very, very much want to keep winning. So uh, beyond yeah. anything else. So it Hopefully. should be fun to see what they can put together. Hey, man, whatever happens, like you looking good on the court is good for you, the team, everyone. Whatever happens in a couple of weeks, you want to look good on the court. So how about you give it your all? Not saying that they don't, but let's see if the Raptors can make something happen and save their season effectively, at least to be in the contention for play-in playoffs right now. They're 11th. After this road trip, maybe they're more like in the play-in because obviously, I mean, you've talked about it, I'm sure. I've talked about it. They're still not that far away from the sixth spot because there's a lot of murky teams. Um, probably whoever gets in that sixth spot is going to be around 500, a little bit north of it. We're going back to like the old days of the Eastern Conference, funny enough. Uh, so that is it. 
uh, Assad, what do you got going on? What do you got coming up? Anything fun? I know you got one thing fun that's happening. So why don't you tell people about it? <laughs> yeah. So you guys can follow me on Twitter as always at Suarez Lasers. I have started a new YouTube channel where I do breakdowns of NBA highlights and NBA players from the game. This is across the NBA. So if you're looking Ooh. to learn a little bit more about the players and how the best players in the game do what they do. Uh, I've released two videos this week, one on Zach Levine and one on Franz Wagner in their recent nice. performances this past weekend. Uh, they're good fun, good to watch. You can check it out at the Hoop Review at, on YouTube.com. So check it out. If you have any comments, let me know, uh, and I'll be happy to, happy to discuss with anybody. Uh, I think it's a good time for everybody. I've checked it out. It's great stuff. Asad, thank you so much. We will talk to you very soon. Everybody, enjoy the road trip. We're going to check in, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 